Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. We are in the final chapter, chapter 12 of Daniel. Just a little review. Daniel, back in chapter, I believe it was chapter 9 or chapter 10, Daniel began to pray. And he began to seek God concerning the Jewish people. And he wanted to know the fate of his people. Here they are. They have been taken captive to Babylon. And now Persia has overthrown the Babylonians. And so now they're under the, the rule of the Persians, under the Persian Empire. And he's wondering what the future holds for his people. He sees a promise in the word of God from Jeremiah the prophet. And he begins to go to God in prayer about that. An angel comes, begins to reveal a vision to him. Daniel begins to see all kinds of things concerning the future. And so what we saw in chapter 11, the previous chapter, we saw how Persia would soon fall under the attack of the Greeks led by Alexander the Great. And, of course, all that was fulfilled. We looked at that and saw that. But then we also saw that the prophecies talked about how Egypt and Syria would arise. And the conflicts between those nations. And, of course, Israel was sandwiched right between those two nations. And so many times they felt the brunt of those wars between Syria and Egypt. And so, again, all that is in the vision that Daniel had, and all these things were fulfilled. And then we saw that there was a vile person that was to come, and he would be one of the kings of the north, and that was referring to Syria, a Syrian king who would defile the temple in Jerusalem and stop the Jewish offerings. So he would persecute the Jews and this also was fulfilled in history in the person of Antiochus Epiphanes. And that was the king of Syria. He was, he was a rough fellow, a vile person, just like the prophecies said he would be. And then the angel, in speaking to Daniel about this vision, goes from this Antiochus and leaps all the way through the centuries to another time in the future where the Antichrist would come, and he also would defile the Jewish temple. And uh, he would arise again from the area of Syria, and in a league with the Western powers, would uh, repeat this blasphemous thing that Antiochus did to the temple. And so now we come to chapter 12, and the opening of chapter 12 picks up right where we were just talking about, over here, chapter 11. And it says in verse 1, chapter 12, verse 1, at that time, at the time we were just talking about, Michael shall stand up. This is talking about Michael, the archangel. 
Michael shall stand up the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as has never, that never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. So again, at that time indicates the, the same time the events in the latter part of chapter 11 were going on concerning the great tribulation and the Antichrist. That's what we were talking about when we finished up chapter 11 last week. So that's the time that Michael is going to stand up. He's going to stand up during this time of the great tribulation. Now, Michael, we know, is mentioned over in the book of Revelation in chapter 12, and we see him fighting, him and his angels, fighting against the dragon, who we know is Satan. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Michael is mentioned concerning the return of Jesus. So he's a real end-time individual, okay, personality. We see in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. Well, who's the archangel? Well, that is Michael. Because we see that in Jude chapter 1, verse 9, where it says, Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses. There he is again, contending with the devil, fighting with the devil, right? We see him in Revelation 12, fighting with the dragon. And here he is at the end, at the end, standing up as the Lord is returning. And it says uh, he was contending with Moses and and, and so forth. So, So this is talking about Michael the archangel being very much involved in the great tribulation and the great tribulation that is coming. And it also says back here in Daniel 12, one, it says there shall be a time of trouble such as never was. Notice that trouble such as never was. Well, see that goes along with what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 21, talking about this time, Jesus said, then shall, then shall be great tribulation, such as has never been since the beginning of the world until now. No, never shall be. So again, here in Daniel, he says in Daniel 12, 1, there shall be a time of trouble such as ne- that never was. Jesus says the same thing. There'll be great tribulation such as never will be, never was, never will be. Again, then it's also mentioned in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 30, and I'll pick it up here in verse 4. For thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor and all faces turned pale? 
This is what Jeremiah is seeing concerning the future. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. There it is again. That day is great, so that there is none like it. See, the great tribulation is a time that will never will be again. That never was. A time that has never been like it. So that none is like it. And then it goes on and says this in Jeremiah. It is the time of Jacob's trouble. So the great tribulation in Jeremiah is referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, you know who Jacob is. Jacob was the son of Isaac, who's the son of Abraham. Jacob's name was changed by the angel to Israel. That's where we get the nation of Israel, that name from. But originally it was Jacob. So this is the time of Jacob's trouble. So it's going to be a very, very intense time for everybody in the world during the Great Tribulation, but obviously especially for God's people. Now you think about what what God's people have gone through throughout history. I mean, even with Nazi Germany, what, what Hitler did to the Jewish people. And you think this is going to be even worse because there's not a time like it. So the Antichrist is going to do a lot of harm to God's people during that time, the Jewish people, for sure. But notice it says this also, it says in uh, in Jeremiah, he says, but he shall be saved out of it. It's the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. I mean, a lot of Jewish people are going to get saved during the great tribulation. And we've looked at that in the book of Revelation for sure. And in other scripture that salvation is going to come to Israel and many, many, many are going to be saved, even though they're going through a fiery, fiery trial with the Antichrist during that time, they are going to be delivered out of it. They're going to be saved out of it. Praise God. So, uh, that's exciting. That also agrees with, again, verse 1 of chapter 12. We are going to get through chapter 12 today, even though we're on verse 1. We're going to pick up the pace here, so just hang with me. So, But if you go back there and look at verse 1, in the middle there, it says, your people shall be delivered. So you're talking about the great tribulation. The angel tells Daniel, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. And, of course, that's the Lamb's book of life. Lots of folks are going to get saved. They're going to be in the Lamb's book of life, and they're going to experience a great deliverance during that time. The Antichrist, uh, no, not anybody, is going to be able to wipe out the Jewish people. All right, let's go to verse 2, Daniel 12, 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Well, now we see that this vision, this angel speaking to Daniel, jumps another at least thousand years. Because we know after the tribulation, there is a thousand years of peace on earth, and that time is known as the millennium. And so 
Here it's referring to the return of the Lord. It's talking about the resurrection of the dead. So again, verse 2, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. So the tribulation ends. We go through the time of the millennium, the millennial reign, and then here is when the dead in Christ will rise from their graves. The Lord we know, according to Thessalonians, he returns with the armies of heaven. Satan is taken and he's cast into the lake of fire. Death is cast into the lake of fire. When death is cast into the lake of fire, then death loses its hold on everybody that has died in faith in Christ and they will be resurrected. Their bodies will be resurrected to meet their spirits in the air with the Lord. There will also be people on the earth at that time who are still alive. They will never see death, but the Bible says they will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. This corruptible will put on incorruption. This mortal will put on immortality. In fact, let me read this to you over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is exciting because this is our ultimate destiny. God's got a destiny for us this year. He's got a destiny for us next year. He's got a destiny for us in this life to be fulfilled. But then there's the ultimate destiny or destination. And it's this right here. This is what we have to look forward to in the future. This is a real event that we're able to see in advance. So you might as well get excited about it because this is for you and I. Praise God. It says in verse 40 of chapter 15, 1 Corinthians, there are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So here in Corinthians, he's likening the resurrection to the stars in the sky. And he's saying... Our bodies are going to be glorified, raised up, glorified, and our bodies will differ in glory, just as the stars in heaven differ in glory. You've got real bright stars, and you got some not, not quite as bright stars. And so you've got all these different stars, and that's what the resurrection looks like. And so he's saying that in Corinthians, but that goes right along with what Daniel had gotten here where he says in Daniel 12 2, those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Man, they'll be like, they'll be bright like the stars forever and ever. That's how we're going to be for eternity. So we're going to not only when we pass from this life, leave these bodies and our spirits are going to be with the Lord. But then the day is going to come when death is thrown on the lake of fire. We're going to get our bodies back. Our bodies are going to be resurrected. So we're going to be, again, in physical bodies, but incorruptible, immortal bodies. And we're going to shine like the stars forever and ever. He goes on in 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. 
The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So inside these natural bodies is a spiritual body. And But God cares about them both. That's why under the new covenant and old covenant, throughout the word of God, there's healing. God has provided healing for us because he cares about our physical body, spirit, soul, and body. He cares about all of us, every part of our being. He wants us to be preserved blameless, spirit, soul, and body, the Bible tells us. So he cares about our body so much that in the end, we're going to get our bodies back and they're going to be glorified bodies. So it's something to be excited about. He was telling Daniel about it. Daniel's telling us about it. Corinthians talks about it. We see it in the book of Revelation. It's there. It's in various different places throughout the Bible because we need to understand and know these things because that is our ultimate destiny. That is our ultimate future. All right. Verse four. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. So Daniel was told to shut up the books because, again, it didn't have to deal with the time, his time that he was living in at that time. Now, there's a few things we could we could look at here, but I'm actually going to just move on from there. Go to uh, verse uh, for the latter part of that, he says, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. So he's giving a sign of the end times. He says, many are going to go to and fro and knowledge shall increase. How do you know there has been an explosion of knowledge in the last century? I mean, just an explosion of knowledge. You think about it. For thousands of years, just in transportation alone, not much changed. I mean, they invented the wheel and things, and you know, but I mean, they had horses and they had carts and they had chariots. And I mean, transportation was pretty much the same for thousands of years. And then suddenly you come over into this century and what, what do we see? We see all these high-speed vehicles. Man, we've got airplanes that fly at supersonic speed. We, we just had a rocket launch some people up to a space station out in space. I mean, all that has happened in a very, very short period of time when you stop and consider How long mankind has been here on the earth? We've been here for thousands of years. And it's just in this little sliver of time, and we'll say this last hundred years, that things have changed dramatically. You think about technology and how much things have changed. Communication. I mean, look at us. Technology is just incredible. Now everybody's walking around with a phone. Now they're trying to get it so that it's implanted inside you. And you're not even carrying it around. I mean, it's just it's just in, incredible uh, the amount of knowledge that is increased in these last days. So 
it is very clearly fulfilled. We see that being fulfilled. That is a major sign of the times. All right, verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this riverbank and the other on that riverbank. Two other what? Well, two other beings, two other angels. And one said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Now, remember, this whole vision started out with Daniel, with this one man in linen. But now, there's two angels that are added to the vision. You go back to chapter 10, and in verse 5, when the whole vision started, Daniel lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there was a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. So he saw this He saw this man clothed in linen. Now two angels are added to that in the vision. Verse 7. Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be fulfilled. So we have understood already from Daniel that this means three and a half years. A time is a year. So he's talking about in a three and a half year span of time. Well, that goes along with what we saw, if you remember, when we were doing our study on the book of Revelation concerning the time of the tribulation and the Antichrist and the time period that the Antichrist would be in power is a very, very short period of time. It was just the three and a half year period was the very, very intense time of the great tribulation. And so, but here it says that the holy people has been completely shattered. So we know that Israel is going to have increased power in world affairs. They're going to become, I've even heard it said, where they'll be uh, the super, one of the superpowers of the world, uh, especially over in the Middle East. They will dominate the Middle East. And so this confederacy of the West that is being run by the Antichrist will actually seek to make a covenant probably before the Antichrist actually takes his seat of power, but they'll seek to make a covenant with Israel because they will be such a powerful, powerful nation. But at the end of this three and a half year period, their power shall be completely shattered, broken. In other words, Israel will be defeated as a nation at the end of that tribulation period. So it goes on, Daniel 12, 8. Although I heard, I did not understand. Daniel didn't understand. Daniel's just like you and I, you know? And he, he didn't understand. He said, then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? He wants more understanding. Verse 9. And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Till the time of the end. So now these things are being opened up. It's time for these things to be revealed to you and I. 
And you and I should be excited to study God's word because there's things being revealed in these times that were not being revealed back here, even to Daniel. And so the things that Daniel was getting, it was enough now. Seal it up. There's more to be revealed, but it's in the end time. So, so it's our time to get revelation on these things from the word. Verse 10, many will be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. So listen, if we're walking in the wisdom of the word of God, we're not going to be confused with what's going on in this world. And again, a lot of the tribulations that different ones are facing, I mean, not only is it building up our immune system in the natural, but it's building up our faith so that when all these plagues, I mean, the revelation talks about all these plagues are going to break out during the time of the great tribulation. But you and I will be so strong in faith. We'll, we'll, look, at, we'll look at these tribulations and go, been there, done that. And we know exactly how to break through it. We know exactly how to overcome it. Because we've been there. We may have seen it on a lesser scale, but we've seen it nonetheless. We know how to overcome. So we've got to look at every trial and test as an opportunity to grow and be prepared for what's coming so that we're not overcome during the end times, if peradventure we're here during the Great Tribulation period. Now, he says, many shall be purified, made white. You know, as you press through trials and tests many times, uh, that, that's when people really do some self-examination and really begin to purge themselves of weights and sins that are robbing them of their victory, their faith victories, you know. And so people many times when they go through tough times will examine themselves. And so... That's how it'll be during the time of the Great Tribulation. People will be purified through these events. We're not going to be destroyed. We're just going to be purified. God's people will be purified, made white, refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. They're not going to understand what's going on. There's things going on in the world today. They don't understand what's going on. But the wise shall understand. We're not in confusion. We understand. Isn't that exciting? Praise God. God's given us understanding. In fact, when talking about being purified, I just want to look at 1 John chapter 3 with you. Because notice he talks about being purified here. It says in verse 2, 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope purifies himself just as he is pure. You know, as we're see, as we're seeing the day approaching, as we see the events unfolding in front of us that the word of God prophesied about, we should be rising up in this hope of what God has for us. And how we are going to overcome and what is laid up for us in heaven. So that we have this hope and it causes us to purify ourselves just as he is pure. We're getting ourselves ready to see the king. Hallelujah. 
getting ready to see the king. You believe you're going to be seeing the king? You're getting yourself purified. You're getting yourself ready. Hallelujah. Verse 11. We're back in Daniel 12, 11. And from that time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. So again, we talked about the abomination of desolation. Jesus had mentioned it. And uh, here Daniel's talking about it. He's talking about what the Antichrist is going to do to the temple in Jerusalem and so forth. From the time when the last desecration of the temple takes place, in the middle of the seven-year period, from that time, there shall be 1,290 days. And the abomination desolation is set up, and there shall be 1,290 days. So that all mathematically works out. Verse 12, blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. Final verse, Revelation of Daniel 12, 12, 13. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise in your inheritance at the end of the days. That's the time we're in. That's the time we're coming into. It's intense. It's exciting. Uh, We're not afraid of the intensity. That's what God's teaching us right now through our day-to-day life as we follow him, as we're faithful to, to trust in his word, keep his word in front of us. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fear coronavirus. We don't have to fear any kind of plague. I mean, the Bible even says if we drink any deadly thing, it won't harm us. So, you know, in the book of Revelation, it talks about the waters being poisoned, being made bitter perhaps a terrorist attack on our water supply. We don't have to worry. God has got us covered. He is training us to be fearful faith fighters in these last days. Hallelujah. So you are a faith fighter. Why don't you stand up with me in the congregation? Praise God. Here's the big thing to thank God about. God knows everything. He knew what was coming before it came, and he knows what's to come. His name is Jehovah Jireh. He's the God that sees ahead and provides. So that's who we're following. We're following the Lord. We're not reacting to the things we're seeing happen in the world. We're following, what's the Lord saying? We're going to follow him. We're going to obey him. Praise God. So let's just thank him right now for the word and the things that he has shown us and will show us in the days ahead. Father, we thank you for getting us ready. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.